It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The late Queen Elizabeth has travelled to Windsor Castle after her state funeral at Westminster Abbey. A government Covid advisor says restrictions should be relaxed so life can get back to normal in Hong Kong. And Beijing hits back at President Biden's comment that the US would defend Taiwan from mainland attack. The funeral service for Queen Elizabeth has taken place at Westminster Abbey in London. In his sermon, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, praised the Queen for leading a life of loving service. Her late Majesty famously declared on a 21st birthday broadcast that her whole life would be dedicated to serving the nation and Commonwealth. Rarely has such a promise been so well kept Few leaders receive the outpouring of love that we have seen. The late Queen's coffin has travelled by hearse to her final resting place at Windsor Castle after making its final journey along the historic Long Walk in Windsor. Hundreds of thousands of people lined the route of her final journey. 500 dignitaries, including presidents, prime ministers and royalty from around the world, were at the service in Westminster Abbey. It was the biggest single gathering of global statesmen and women in living memory. Those attending included President Biden, Ukraine's First Lady, Olena Zelenska, the heads of state of France, Germany, South Africa and India, as well as China's Vice President, Wang Qishan. An expert advisor to the government, Yoon Kwok Yung, says COVID-19 has become endemic and the authorities should start relaxing restrictions for life to return to normalcy. The top microbiologist made the remarks in an article he penned with his colleagues from the University of Hong Kong. They wrote that Hong Kong has built a strong shield against severe cases through vaccination and natural infections. They said the COVID fatality rate from June to September had fallen to 0.097%. They added that Hong Kong has the criteria to replace mandatory quarantine with COVID tests. Meanwhile, the number of new COVID cases in Hong Kong has continued to fall, with health officials reporting 6,260 new cases, of which 174 were imported. More than 2,600 COVID patients are being treated in public hospitals, 17 of them in intensive care. Another 10 patients with COVID have died. The hospital authority's chief manager, Dr Gladys Kwan, says they'll be closely monitoring the pandemic in the coming week to decide whether or not to resume some non-emergency services that are not related to COVID. We have observed that in the past few days in terms of number of hospital admissions and also um, the bad utilisation rates as well as infection rates of our colleague, there is a downward trend. Of course, we will keep monitoring the situation in terms of non-COVID patients' medical needs, especially non-urgent operations or checkups, which we have truncated before. We are already readjusting these services. Beijing has said President Biden's latest comments that the United States would defend Taiwan against a mainland attack severely violate Washington's policy towards the island. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning said China strongly rejects Mr Biden's remarks. She spoke at a press briefing in Beijing. We will do our utmost to strive for the prospect of peaceful reunification with the utmost sincerity. While we will not tolerate any activities 
aimed at splitting China and reserved the option to take all necessary measures. No one should underestimate the strong determination, firm will and strong ability of the Chinese people to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity, and they should not stand in opposition to the 1.4 billion Chinese people. We urge the U.S. to fully understand the extremely important and highly sensitive nature of the Taiwan issue. The police have charged the chairman of the Journalists' Association, Ronson Chan, with obstructing officers. He'll appear at West Kowloon Court on Thursday. Timmy Song reports. Mr. Chan was arrested nearly two weeks ago for obstructing police officers and disorder in a public place, while reporting on a meeting of public housing flats owners for Channel C, an online news outlet. It's alleged that he refused to comply with requests from officers to present his identification, despite multiple warnings. Mr. Chen is due to leave Hong Kong next week to take up a fellowship at Oxford University. Speaking to reporters outside Hong Kong Police Station, he said it would be laughable if he can't leave Hong Kong for study because of the prosecution. He could face up to two years in prison if convicted. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past eleven. Hong Kong's unemployment has eased for a fourth straight month. New government data for the three months to August the 31st show Hong Kong's jobless rate inched down 0.2 percentage points to 4.1% compared to the May to July period. Officials said the improvement in the labour market was more notable in the buildings decoration, repair and maintenance sector and the arts, entertainment and recreation sector. Labour Secretary Chris Sun says he expects the job market to improve further, but warned that tighter financial conditions may pose some constraints. Hong Kong's only beverage cartons recycler is being evicted from the Yunlong Industrial Estate by Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks after the government-backed landlord said it was turning the industrial estate into a high-tech park. Mill Mill signed a three-year lease in 2019 and was told there was a good chance the contract would be extended. Harold Yip is Mill Mill's founder. At the time, we were the, we were the first beverage cartons uh, recycling facility and then and also you say a green tech quite innovative at that time and and they they were more than happy on 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 our our presence in the in in, in the industrial estate and but then uh, after that in 2019 2020 they they got a new strategy to uh develop this location for high tech and uh, particularly on on those electronic micro electronics and that's why they uh, that they change of their their strategy, and then they didn't want us to keep here. The Trade Development Council says its latest survey shows businesses are facing downward pressure on export prices in the short term. The TDC says its trade value index dipped from nearly 52 in the second quarter of this year to just above 40 in the third, denoting contraction. But it said exporter sentiment has improved, with its export index rising nearly two points to 32.8. Businesses told the council rising transport costs and logistical disruptions are still their main challenges, but these pressures have eased. The MTR Corporation says work to install automatic platform gates at two stations on the East Rail Line will begin in the middle of next year. They'll be installed at Racecourse Station and Typo Market Station. Trains will adjust to new stopping positions from the first quarter of next year. Alan Ding, a general manager with the MTR, says platform designs at the two stations make these installations easier. For the Racecourse and the uh, Typo Station, we are saying that we will start 
the installation in these two stations first. And once we accumulate experience and once we work about to further improve the workflow, then we will continue to install the uh, automatic platform gate in other stations. A senior Chinese health official has advised people to avoid contact with foreigners to prevent being infected with monkeypox. As Wendy Wong reports, he posted the remark online after the mainland reported its first known case of the virus. Wu Junyo, chief epidemiologist at the China Center for Disease Control and Prevention, said on his official Weibo page, quote, It is recommended that you do not have direct skin-to-skin contact with foreigners. He said this is to prevent monkeypox infection and to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Mr Wu also urged people to avoid such contact with people who've been abroad in the past three weeks, as well as all strangers. On Friday, Chongqing became the first place on the mainland to record a monkeypox case. The Center for Disease Control says the infected individual is a 29-year-old Chinese national who flew into the sprawling city on the Yangtze from Spain on the 14th of this month. One of the biggest storms to hit Japan in recent decades is continuing to churn across the archipelago, forcing 9 million people in the west of the country to evacuate their homes. Nearly 300,000 homes in Japan's southern Kyushu Island are without power, as Typhoon Nanmadol continues to cause destruction and disrupt lives in the region. In an interview with CBS News, President Biden has said he has yet to decide whether or not he will seek a second term in 2024, despite previously having stated he would run again. Mr Biden, who will be 80 in November, told the presenter Scott Pelley it was too early to make a decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment of what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. Ukraine says a Russian rocket has struck an area just 300 metres from reactors at the country's second biggest nuclear power plant. The country's nuclear regulator said the blast near the southern Ukraine plant in the Mykolaiv region shattered windows and temporarily cut power supplies. President Zelensky said it showed that Russia was threatening the whole world. After taking back dozens of towns and villages in the northeast, the Ukrainian army says troops have now reached the eastern bank of the Oskil River, which forms part of the new front lines in the region. Iran has rejected U.S. criticism over the death of a woman who'd been detained by the morality police for allegedly violating the Islamic Republic's dress code. President Biden's national security adviser described the death on Friday of Maza Amini, who was 22, as unforgivable. A foreign ministry spokesman in Tehran said if Washington was really concerned about the Iranian people, it should lift what he called cruel and illegal sanctions. Officials have insisted she suffered a heart attack, which sent her into a coma. A court in Pakistan has ordered the removal of terrorism charges against former Prime Minister Imran Khan. The charges are related to a speech at a rally by Mr Khan in which he allegedly threatened police and judicial officers after one of his close aides was denied bail in a sedition case. The Taliban in Afghanistan have freed an American Navy veteran who'd been held for more than two years in exchange for the release by the United States of an Afghan tribal leader. 
The BBC's Anbar Hassan Etirajan has more details. The Afghan tribal leader Bashir Noorsai was given a hero's welcome on his return to Kabul with Taliban fighters greeting him with garlands of flowers. Mr. Noorsai was sentenced to life in prison in the U.S. on drug trafficking charges in 2009. President Biden granted him clemency to enable the exchange. Mark Fredericks, a U.S. Navy veteran who worked in Afghanistan for a decade on development projects, was abducted in early 2020. His family praised President Biden for securing his release. The United Nations is making a public appeal to the Taliban in Afghanistan to reverse their decision not to allow girls to go to high school. It's been a year since the Taliban instructed all girls to remain at home while they allowed boys to return to schools. That was shortly after the Islamist group returned to power. Richard Bennett is the UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in Afghanistan. He explains how damaging this ban on girls' high schools has been for Afghan society. By and large, almost a million girls have missed a whole year now of secondary education and that is irreplaceable and the ongoing impact will be that those girls who do not get a secondary education of course um, will not be able to take their full place in society and their hopes of a bright future are fast fading there are also other impacts secondary impacts uh, increase in child marriage increase in other forms of exploitation and even violence. So the ongoing effects of this in Afghanistan are enormous. To Sports News, Sports Commissioner Young Tak Kern says he's unsure why organisers of the Hong Kong Marathon abruptly cancelled November's race. He said discussions were continuing with them and he believes there's still plenty of time for the preparations. But he said the government is willing to provide assistance if they decide to reschedule the race, as Kelly Yu reports. Mr Yang told a radio programme that authorities have been in close communication with the Hong Kong Association of Athletics Affiliates, which organises the marathon. He said the two sides had been discussing ways to minimise infection risks, such as letting the 25,000 participants start the race in different batches. The commissioner added that the association had informed officials last Friday that it was thinking of postponing the event until February. But just hours later, it announced that it was calling off the event due to a tight schedule. Looking back at last year's marathon, the government approved the October race in August, two months before the event took place. The preparation period is similar. Why did organizers think two months isn't enough to prepare this year? I believe the association had their own considerations. Mr. Young said authorities will provide all necessary support and assistance should organizers decide to reschedule the race. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms at first. Sunny intervals tomorrow with temperatures in the region of 27 to 31 degrees and light to moderate westerly winds strengthening from the east gradually tomorrow. And currently the observatory, 29 degrees Celsius, humidity at 82%. That's the news and weather from RTHK. Radio Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple comes 
the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time Into the second part of our show for you tonight This is our nightly chance to just relax to some music from a bygone age 45 minutes worth between now and midnight And if you'd like to choose one, it's Radio Pete at Gmail First one for you tonight is a good old song from the past from Fred Astaire. Together at last at twilight time. Heaven, I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Heaven, I'm in heaven And the cares that hung around me through the week Seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to climb a mountain and to reach the highest peak. But it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to go out fishing in the river or a creek. But I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Dance with me, I want my arm about you, the charm about you will carry me through to heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak, and I seem to find the happiness I seek. When we're out together dancing cheek to Again, don't know where, 
Don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. 